The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of uh, yet another strange week. Uh, people are asking if we are in the wrong timeline. Uh, people are uh, impressed and terrified by improvised firearms. And there's much, much more. And we'll get to those stories eventually. But uh, what better way to open up this weekly strange news segment than by uh, one of one of the favorite questions of mine, and maybe yours as well, Noel. Matt, what's what's on your mind? Oh, huge, huge, oh, huge question love- for me. It keeps me up nights. Well, what's on <laughs> what's on my mind, guys, is whether or not I or anyone else can quote summon Bigfoot. That is what's on my mind because I've got a story for you guys coming out of Oklahoma. Title is Oklahoma Man Murdered Noodling Partner who summoned Bigfoot to come and kill him, according Hold to the on, sheriff. You, you, bury, you bury the lead there, noodling. I think I know what this is, but some people may not. This is 
catching yes. catfish with your fingies, right? With yeah. Like just yeah. Shooting your hand down in there and pulling up a big slimy catfish. The old Appalachian martial art. Correct. You can you you can lose some fingers on that one uh, if you've tried it before. Actually, I uh, I've hung with some noodlers uh, back in the day, and our good friend Lyle, <laughs> who works with us, I think has also done that. That or frog gigging. But uh, be warned, Lyle folks, noodles. I had no uh, idea. God. Or he gigs. He gigs. The man gigs. But, uh, but the, that uh, guy the weir- contains the multitudes. Thing- let me tell you. Yeah. He's an interesting cat. The weird thing about it, though, is it's already a very dangerous thing. Catfish don't play. And if you get a, if you get a big one, uh, it can take your, uh, a finger with it. That's right. And yes, guys, in this case, unfortunately, more than fingers were lost in this incident. Uh, I'm reading this story, by the way, comes to us from Law and Crime. That's lawandcrime.com. The story is reported in, let's see, KTEN, NBC, uh, an ABC affiliate, a CBS affiliate, Fox affiliate, all there in the Oklahoma area. I'm reading this one because the Law and Crime article had the most information. This is a 53-year-old man who is currently in jail. Uh, He was noodling, as you guys were talking about and describing, submerging. He was submerged in water with another man. Uh, They were both fishing for a catfish with their bare hands. I'll just tell you their names. The man who is currently in custody is named Larry Sanders, uh, not from the famous television show with the same name. Uh, The other person, the victim here, his name is Jimmy Knighton, K-N-I-G-H-T-E-N. It's a cool name. Yeah, right? There was a press release put out via Facebook by the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, wherein they detailed exactly what we mentioned in the title here, that the excuse, the defense perhaps, that is being used by Larry Sanders is that the reason why he killed this person, Mr. Knighton, is because Mr. Knighton was attempting to or had summoned Bigfoot. Oh, and wow. Bigfoot was going to come and injure Did Larry he do Sanders. The call? Did he do at the least Bigfoot according call to the story. The, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, thing. That's just that sounds like a, a very lame seal assassination. But that's what you do. You make a specific vocalization. And clap. I, I got. I got to say too, Matt. I pictured it being the other way around. That it was like he sacrificed him in order to summon Bigfoot. But he, in fact, was afeared for his life because his noodling mate had issued the call or, or done something. Mean, I want to know what what tipped him off. Why, why, why did he think his friend had done this thing? Is there like a Bigfoot bat signal? Is that oh. what it is? Did he see? <laughs> did he see a shadow across? The- guy i love it i've got the same questions i opened the segment with i want to find out if i can summon bigfoot right uh i'm going to read you a statement that we're getting from sheriff john christian this is a quote from lawn crime quote so his statement was that mr knighton had summoned bigfoot to come and kill him and that's why he had to kill mr knighton and the sheriff adds that mr sanders quote appeared to be under the influence of something Mm, which you know may or may not lead to the belief (laughs) That his partner, his noodling partner, right. had summoned Bigfoot right. in some way. Is this some psychedelic noodling, perhaps? Maybe a little <laughs> bit of uh, amphetamine just uh-huh. to, you know, help you really focus. That feels more yeah. along the lines of reality to me, Ben, but uh, we can't confirm that. Um, Mr. Knighton's body was found by sheriff's deputies not long ago on Sunday, July 10th. We are recording this on the 13th. And... Sanders apparently confessed. He also apparently told some family members what he had done huh. uh, prior to being arrested. 
what was the means of uh, the coup de gras, if I may ask? Uh, I do not know. It appears to be, I think the way it was described in this other article is that there was a struggle like, between the, the two men. Go- Got it. Lord of the Rings, Gollum style, when they find Yeah, the that's ring, what I'm picturing that's what too, Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, yep. maybe. One of them had the Bigfoot ring. I, I don't know. Uh, I just know that they fought. <laughs> they, for some reason, got into a fight in the water, probably, and uh, one of them was, was killed. Ben, do you remember when we interviewed the gentleman who has the Expedition Bigfoot Museum out in, uh, in Blue Ridge? Yeah. And it was, it was between him and another guy. I might be mixing my stories. But um, the idea of Bigfoot being a, a supernatural creature that can, like, teleport right. and, and has all kinds of, like, abilities. There was a story somebody told us about him running underneath a truck on all Ooh. fours and, like, blipping in and out of existence. And now this, to me, is, is interesting because I'm picturing it lining up with this idea of Bigfoot being a summonable yeah. entity rather than just a forgotten species of, you know, Neanderthal. Well, there are ways to summon all sorts of wild animals, right? A higher order animal, like a a primate creature, it can be summoned, right? It can be enticed toward an area. Uh, I don't know if it's ethical to do that. All you have to do is use the beast lure pot that you, you have to get a cracked pot to craft it. I'm kidding. This is not an Elden Ring. Uh, this is real life. Someone, is this an Elden Ring show actually, you're talking here? Yeah, yeah. actually has yeah. died. Um, but the person you're mentioning, Expedition Bigfoot, is David Becerra. And he he's the one who told us that in many stories. He's a fantastic guy. He's a true believer, too. But uh, he doesn't have a problem fielding totally. some of the difficult questions we post. He wouldn't kill us, is Agreed. what I'm yes. saying. He wouldn't kill us if we went fishing. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> He might teach us how to I, no, summon. A I'm foot. certain yeah. of that. I don't know. For some reason, when I hear the word summon, I picture like, you know, uh, incantations rather than just like a whistle or your mom calling you home for dinner, you know? I do too. I imagine the ritual we perform every time we're in the studio shooting with Ben, right? Um, it's, <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. It's an inside boy. joke for anybody who watched that one video. There were about 20,000. Let of me you. out. Uh, okay. Let so, me I out. was there. I was there. <laughs> Uh, I do want to report back, guys. According to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, um, Sanders reported to them, like confessed to them, that he struck, so striking, and then he strangled Mr. Knighton. So so it's very Gollum-like. That's like exactly the same way the Gollum went, or the Gollum did in his his buddy. Mm -hmm. The old strike and strangle. Yes. I have the same images conjured in my head when I hear the word summon, and... I started searching around just trying to find something. Is there a Sasquatch ritual? Is there a Bigfoot, you know, summoning thing, like a potion you can create, that kind of thing? The closest thing I found to you guys comes from a person named Sybil Kempson, K-E-M-P-S-O-N. She's created some kind of uh, performance titled Sasquatch Rituals. It's produced by Sarah Hughes. You can find it on Sarah Cameron Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S dot com. Uh, It's fascinating stuff. I'm going to read a tiny bit from the website here. Sasquatch Rituals is a cycle of performance ritual installations initiated by Sybil Kempson that tracks and responds to her spiral-shaped experiences as an investigator for the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. It begins with the patterns of language Americans use on the internet to describe something they can't explain. And it says the piece contains field observations from a bunch of others and hundreds of witnesses who shall remain anonymous. 
and research personalities who will become increasingly infamous, I guess is what it says. <laughs> um, so really cool. Cause that is a real organization, the Bigfoot field Re- researchers organization. You can find them at BFRA.net. You can check that out. It's people who are really attempting to find Bigfoot out there, trying to summon Bigfoot when they're researching generally out in the woods somewhere. And there are all kinds of ways to summon Bigfoot or to increase your chances of seeing Bigfoot, at least according to a website called BigfootSightings.org, which you can check out. Uh, This is the standard kind of stuff that we've heard before. You know, the wood knocks, certain vocalizations that you can make. It's even said on this page. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's said on this page that you can, if you play music, and you create an inviting, like, positive, I don't know, vibe at your campsite, wherever you are, you increase the chances that Bigfoot will make some kind of appearance, whether audible mm. or visual. Yeah, or if you just play the movie Vibes, they love it. They've got great taste in film. And if you want to encounter a Sasquatch, uh, take it from us. Just play the soundtrack of Vibes, just the cool clips, you know, um, and, and let us know your results. Uh, what method did the local law use to summon Bigfoot for an interview, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> You're saying they didn't interview the Sasquatch? We don't. We don't have. We don't have a statement from the Sasquatch uh, at this moment. Well, that's shoddy. That's that's just not due diligence. I think. Well, I'm obviously I'm just playing around, but I I would love the idea of a Sasquatch being discovered via a police statement or a sheriff statement. It'd be kind of a. Bit it of just a bummer, comes out of the woods. It gives yeah, a statement. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the most surefire way to summon a Pacific Northwest Sasquatch is just to roll up and light up a little something, and that smell will waft into the into the pines, and uh, will carry the the Bigfoot like uh, like in the cartoons where the smell of the pie on the windowsill kind of carries mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew, you know, by his nostrils. That's how you. That's how you get a Sasquatch to come hang out with you. Yeah, smoke them out. Oh man, but not 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 in like a mean a cl- way, you know, a good way, or in a Pepe Le Pew way. Oh, dude, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. According to liveoutdoors.com, guys, uh, Humboldt County is one of the best places to search for a Bigfoot. Gee, I wonder why that might be. <laughs> yeah, they got they're known for their. Let's uh, go. They're known for their waftables. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. down. Um, this is go. interesting, Matt. Is this uh, what's what's next here? Is there is there something to keep an eye on as details emerge? Uh, yes, the office of the chief medical examiner is conducting an autopsy on Mr. Knighton's body to determine the official cause and manner of death. And uh, Larry Sanders, the person who murdered here, is currently in jail in the Pontotoc County Jail. And if he's found guilty of first degree murder, he could face the death penalty there. So I guess just, you know, we'll try and keep an eye on it. You do the same and we'll just see what happens. I want to hear more information. I'd, I'd love to uh, get more info from Larry Sanders about what he believed yeah, was happening. Especially after, um, after being uh, detained or incarcerated for some time, if there's something in his system, then hopefully it will have, run its course or flushed out. I do feel like we're having some fun with with mm. this story, but I, I do feel it's very important, as always, to point out uh, addiction is a disease more so than a crime. It led to a crime if, if there were drugs involved here. But if you or someone you know 
uh, is in a bad spot or struggling, then there are many, many resources to contact. You can even write to us if you want, and we can supply those resources to you. Mm. I'm a lot of fun at parties. No, you're absolutely right, Ben. We're, joking, we're joking around a little bit, but this also makes me think of the incident with the two young women and the whole Slender Man thing. How they, uh, there, there was a, a murder that took place, you know, around, uh, you know, summoning of like a malevolent spirit of some kind. And if I'm not mistaken, at the very least, there was some severe mental illness involved in that, if not outright drug-induced psychosis. Well, there was at least, um, I, I can't remember. I think there was forethought because yeah. they lured her out. They thought about yeah, it to That's that right. place. With the but it was a long-term kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. But for now, just uh, be careful who you noodle with. We'll be right back with more strange news. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And 
And we're back with more uh, strange news. This one's really been capturing my imagination in a lot of ways. As we know, we've reported on knife attacks in Japan in the past and and have mentioned that because of the law there, uh, you know, that is very prohibitive surrounding firearms. That's typically what you're going to see is you're going to see these kind of flash in the pan public knifings, which are horrific and terrifying. But it's just not as easy to kill a large number of people being an individual attacker with a knife as it is with a machine gun of some kind or a assault rifle, rather. Um, This uh, surrounds the story of the former Japanese prime minister, Shinzo Abe, who I'm sure many people have have heard um, in the press was recently assassinated. But he was not knifed. He was shot. And the thing that's captured my imagination most about this is the gun with which he was shot really looks like something out of like one of the Fallout games. It it is a kind of amalgamation of pipes and plastic fittings and wires and it's it's you know very DIY it looks like a prop you'd see at like a you know comic con or something with literally someone dressed up as a, a fallout character or some kind of dystopian future sci-fi scenario the guy who uh, who who killed um, Abe was a guy by the name of Tetsuya Yamagami and when his home was was raided law enforcement found a series of these crew um, electronically propelled pipe guns, uh, some of which were, I think, you know, they were referred to as shotguns, essentially. I think the, the, the largest one was like a nine-barrel shotgun, so it's like three rows of three barrels. Um, and the one that was used to kill Abe, I believe, was six. Uh, but really fascinating stuff, and it's the kind of thing that, you know, anybody who's industrious enough to, to look up or figure out or, you know, really invent things like this could cobble something like this together, and, and you know, they're pretty much untraceable. It goes back to issues we have here in the States with things called ghost guns, where you can get these, you know, various parts from different uh, dealers that are all under the radar, or like on the, on the dark web, and it's just nearly impossible to trace. The thing with legally procured firearms that they're, they're traceable. There's even like riflings on the barrel that cause like a signature on the bullets so you can match it to the gun um, and the serial numbers and all of that and registration. I mean, say what you will about the uh, lax gun laws in America. At least it's Better than having no paper trail at all, but uh, you know that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, this this whole idea of being able to kind of you know DIY yourself up a gun that can actually kill somebody is really fascinating to me. Um, and it took the life of of, uh, of this former prime minister uh, in a country where I think gun possession is punishable by life in prison, Ben, if not uh, if not death. It's very 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 strict. Ben, do you know a little bit more about the background of? Gun laws in Japan? Yeah, you can't buy them at Walmart. Uh, that's for, that's sure. for sure. That's one thing. Uh, but that, yeah, so gun laws in Japan are much more strict than they are, uh, you know, in the U.S. You could say that about a lot of countries, honestly, uh, at least on the books. And this has made shootings not just rare in the country, but unfathomable. Uh, keep in mind, too, post-World War II, uh, Japan doesn't have a standing military. They have a self-defense force, which is, you know, kind of uh, splitting hairs, maybe. But that's why that's why this person went and built their own thing. And Noel, I believe that the 
there are tons of theories about the motivations. Thank you to everybody who's been writing to me about these. Uh, I've been in some really weird conversations, fascinating ones. But but it's it's like easier for this guy to build something basically than to buy something because of the amount of um, difficulty. You have to have an all-day class. You have to have a written test. You have to have a shooting range test with 95% accuracy. That's just to get the license. And then you have to have drug tests, mental evaluation, uh, like a background check that's pretty thorough. They look at your finances, like how much debt do you have? Have you mm -hmm. ever messed with the Yakuza? What are your friends and family like? They try to get it all before something uh, gets in your hands. And because of that, it is easier to yeah. build a gun. This guy also, by the way, didn't use the nine barrel, uh, the nine barrel homemade because it didn't fit I think the parameters of his mission, as he put it, or something like that. Right. Mm. That makes sense. There's even a thing here, at least what I'm reading in CFR.org, that you have to report where your weapons are stored and where your ammunition is stored. Like you have to yes. tell the government that. Can you imagine if that was a rule here in the U.S.? It would not fly. <laughs> it wouldn't be possible. It's just not possible. Yeah, no. They, they can't. And, you know, it's just not – look, and again, we're not getting into a, a debate about, about gun laws here. I, I will, you know, be the first one to say that they're pretty whack. Uh, but, you know, these are maybe a little overboard. Um, and somewhere in the middle is maybe the, where the sweet spot is. But, you know, Japan is a country with a population of 125 million, and there have only been 10 gun-related deaths uh, in the past year. You know, total as opposed to what we see here, you know, where there's a new mass shooting every freaking day. It's to the point where it's almost like hard to keep track. So, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. And Ben, the whole Yakuza angle is fascinating because even in Yakuza films, the mythology and the whole glorification of violence isn't surrounding guns. It's usually like weapons, like knives and flails and, you know, samurai swords and stuff. It's not really even... And honestly, if there are movies uh, around Yakuza that have guns, it's usually so over the top and cartoonish as to be almost satire. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Aesop Rock always says, uh, fast car, danger, fire and knives. That's like Yakuza style. But also, you know, um, to me... I was having a really interesting conversation uh, with several folks on Instagram. And one of the things that really stands out about this is there was a minimum security detail. This is an open shot from the back. Apparently, there's no situational awareness. I'm, I'm quoting a friend of mine who we're going to keep anonymous here. Uh, the shooter took the shot from le uh, less than 20 feet. So they're very close, which makes sense for a homemade. Uh, and then two shots of the first missed. Yeah, I mean, I certainly find the 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 lengths to which he went uh, pretty compelling in terms of like the ingenuity to, to to build something like this. I mean, again, I don't know. I haven't dug into the uh, the depths of the the dark web when it comes to schematics or whatever it might be out there. There's certainly DIY communities for say synthesizers and electronics and like build kits for microphones and stuff. So I can't imagine there wouldn't be that for these types of weapons, possibly, you know, just buried a little deeper since there's potential for being tied to something like that if you're, like, a, on a message board that, you know, kind of trades in those kind of things. But there's weird stuff about Abe himself. Like, you know, the motivations aren't clear in particular, but I believe he's been tied to some sort of religious movement that's controversial. Um, and there's some talk that there might be connections with that. As far as a lone wolf kind of situation, it, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is a person acting on the authority of others or, or part of a small group. Um, but the thing that's also interesting is this really is 
causing the uh, the government of Japan to kind of reevaluate, which is crazy considering how stringent they are, their gun laws. Like there was a statement from uh, the professor of the College of Risk Management at Nihon University in Tokyo. Uh, the AP reported, um, he said, this serves as a wake-up call that gun violence can happen in Japan and security to protect Japanese politicians must be reexamined. To assume this kind of attack will never happen would be a big mistake. Um, and, you know, President Joe Biden said that he believed this had a profound impact on uh, the psyche of the Japanese people and that it's a different culture, not used to gun violence, as unfortunately we are. Um, so I think this is also a wake-up call, should be, probably won't be, um, to lawmakers in our country that this is something that is innate uh, and that if someone wants to carry out a crime – they're going to go to whatever means necessary to do that. Um, and just making guns so ridiculously available uh, with such kind of meager background checks and, and, and all of that stuff is certainly uh, will help. But at the end of the day, if someone really wants to do it, they're probably going to do it. Um, the last thing is that there was some interesting chatter or kind of, a, you know, a whole, I guess, scandal around uh, some 4chan posts that connected the uh, legendary video game developer Hideo Kojima, who did like um, the Metal Gear Solid games and all that stuff. And um, Death Stranding, I think, is his most recent one. But, you know, considered like a absolute genius in the field. Um, some folks shared uh, images of him with um, the text the far left kills and tying him directly to the assassinations. And again, like these, these guns look like something out of a video game. So I could see maybe someone posting this as a joke. Um, and apparently someone posted it not as a joke or reposted it. And the person since deleted uh, the, this tweet and, and issued an apology saying they na- naively took a joke as information and was wrong not to check. But uh, Kojima Productions actually released a statement saying um, they condemn the spread of fake news and rumors that convey false information and will not tolerate such libel and will consider taking legal action in some cases. Um, Mr. Abe, of course, did pass away after he was shot. Um, to your point, Ben, at relatively close range. Um, and uh, the suspect, uh, Tetsuya Yamagami, um, has actually uh, confessed to the killing. So I think this is very interesting culturally uh, outside of Japan. Uh, I think it's something to, to definitely keep an eye on and see how this progresses. And with that, let's take another break, and uh, we'll come back with a final piece of strange news for today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. 
Young Voters Who Are Angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we have returned with one more story that is probably going to be familiar to many of our longtime fellow conspiracy realists. CERN, the home of the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, This thing has been doing some amazing science for a while now. It has also been a regular recurring star in many, many uh, conspiracy theories, stuff like, hey, CERN is creating a black hole, stuff uh, like miniature black holes, or will turning on CERN destroy the Earth? That was a big one, Matt, you remember from our House of Works days. Uh, But thanks in part to TikTok, there's a new theory on the block, and you will find tons of people insisting that CERN has actually shifted the timeline uh, that the world we are living in now has um, altered in fundamental ways uh, from the world in which we formerly resided. Now, the multiverse as a concept is on everybody's mind. We were into it before Marvel thought it was cool, right? We've all had these really trippy off-air conversations about this. Um, but first, I want to ask before we dive in, have you guys heard of this? Are you are you familiar with the uh, the CERN conspiracy theory, V two point five twenty twenty two version? Oh, very much. A lot of people on Clubhouse believe this. At least they say they do. Uh, they, I'm seeing it popping all over the place, like you said on TikTok. I'm seeing even Instagram like reels, just lots of social media posts about it. Like CERN's gearing back up. You know what that means? We're jumping timelines again. I haven't seen the details, Ben. Anywhere. So uh, just what have you heard about like, what's, I only what get it's supposedly my, uh, doing? I only get my news from TikTok, just for the record. So 
I only get my news from uh, this old man who lives inside a sewer across the street from me. It's very like it style. I just go over there. He writes it on the back of like note cards and passes them to you. It's amazing. He's always giggling. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's got his, he's he's got his ear to the street, literally, but uh, (laughs) news sources aside, it is important to know where, where your sources come from. But, this all began. The genesis of this begins when after three years of not being active, CERN is turned on once more. And uh, it's not like it was collecting dust. Those three years were spent uh, doing maintenance and putting in a number of upgrades. And when CERN was turned on, it observed three exotic particles for the first time. So it's doing significant science. They're looking into stuff like the pentaquark which is a thing that I was unaware of. Uh, And then they're also breaking records for the highest energy particle collisions ever performed. You know, this, like a lot of people heard about CERN in the conversation of the so-called God particle, right? Uh, And now it's back in the news, as you said, propagated by social media. I wanted to read you guys some of the uh, thoughts. Here's one from Twitter. Quote, so nobody else is concerned that the CERN Collider will be turning on July 5th and opening up a portal and letting some dark-sided come through. And then someone else says, July 5, CERN, it's time to get right with God and protect your energy. Hashtag CERN, just to really drive it home. Uh, And then on July 5th, we'll be feeling a sudden shift in the universe. It will feel like we've changed timelines. Do your research about CERN. If you think things have been weird, it's about to feel even weirder. Protect your energy at all costs from negative. Meditate. That one ends with meditate. Uh, Let's see. I'll do the last one here. Anticipating the activation of CERN got me feeling some type of way. The gives you the right to be opening portals and. Isn't 2022 crazy enough? Sheesh. So what do you guys think? Sheesh. Has that changed your mind? <laughs> Are you confused? So my, my only thing is, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, what is, I don't understand the assertion that shooting particles, you know, at very high speeds, like you said, the highest speeds that we've ever done that, shooting them faster than we ever had before and, and colliding them for research where does that translate into creating a portal? Is it the, is it people's like visualization of portals in video games and, and fiction like movies where the portals are this kind of like oval shaped thing. And they're just imagining that, that high energy particles doing that will open some kind of portal. Clearly you're not up to date on stranger things. They explain all the science in the new season. I mean, it's, it's, it's all right there. No. No, they definitely don't. Yeah, that's fun show. It's a good question. And yeah, fun show. It's a good question too, Matt. And it's one that you're you're applying some much needed critical thought to this aspect. First, yes, CERN is doing new science. People have not done this before. So it is highly likely that new unexpected things will happen. The question is whether those things will be disastrous or apocalyptic. And the answer, as we found, Every time we look into this over the years, the answer is no, right? Basically, the answer is that if the world ends, it won't be because of CERN. And I think we all feel all right saying that based on the conversations we've had with scientists, based on the papers we've read and the research we've done, a a lot of the 
quote unquote danger of CERN has been overblown. But what stood out to me is one, there's not a ton of in-depth explanation about how this parallel universe timeline theory would work. But there's also, when I first started looking at it, there wasn't a ton of explanation about why July 5th. Why July 5th, right? Uh, My old man's birthday, by the way. Uh, So he loved this because he was like, ooh, it involves me somehow. Well, I think you should look into it. (laughs) And uh, I'm kidding. But but it all goes back to a, a post about a portal of astrological proportions. The original post is something like, be ready for July 5th, everyone. That's all I'm saying. Protect your energy. Be alert. Don't do things that lower your vibration, your energy, or your focus. CERN will be opening a portal on July 5th. It began getting it ready when the planets aligned on June 24th. Does that persuade you? So wait, so this is like, this is an intentional (laughs) portal opening is the conjecture here. Yeah? Yeah. Because the stars are right. To what end? They just want to watch the world burn or get sucked into a black hole? Like, I don't understand these CERN fellas, what what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not really explained, and a lot of the people who are reporting on this theory or purporting to believe it are in disagreement themselves. You know, there's some folks on YouTube who are saying this is a portal to hell, and then you can find lectures about astrology, et cetera, et cetera. But I would ask how many people genuinely believe this, and here's why. TikTok is a heavily competitive social media environment, which is the most corporate oh, yeah. thing I've said today. But it, but it's true. And if you want to succeed, quote unquote, succeed in uh, in an environment like TikTok, then you want a video to be shared and viewed many, many times. Which means you want to nail something in the zeitgeist. So I ask this question. To myself pretty often on social media, when you see a trend of a conversation and it seems like something a lot of people are believing, that's kind of easy to debunk, then you have to ask yourself about their motivations. Are they are they posting this because they want to tell you the truth about CERN or the flat earth or insert here? Or do they want eyeballs and clicks? You know, how what what would you pretend to believe for millions of views? You know? Well, uh, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying, and all of that feels very real to me as a motivation for some. But for others, I think it's just fear about this thing that a very select few number of people ever go to, ever work on, you know, under even understand the science behind. Um, and it is. I mean, there's been actual reporting from CERN itself. They make statements. Do you remember back in the day, Ben, when the LHC was? first becoming a thing and they put out statements about microscopic black holes. Yeah. That was, that was one of the big talking points. Everybody was worried about the black holes that this thing is going to create. And they had to come forward and explain like there, it's very unlikely that this, this collider will create black holes, microscopic black holes. But if it does, here's the science behind a black hole of that size um, because of the the actual energies that are being produced here, or that that the uh, protons contain that are being shot together, and it was just it was they had to talk people out of a fear mm. uh, quite uh, adamantly, I guess. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's understandable. It's, it's a rational fear to have. And a lot of it goes back to the way science is reported to the public, right? Uh, what makes, what makes a headline that elicits an emotion? Uh, what, what compels people to read from one sentence to the next and so on and so on. Uh, but this does a disservice because it encourages again, a very rational fear to expand and it doesn't seek to check that fear, right? Because redactions and corrections always run at the back of the paper, never on the front, never where you see the headline. So I, I know that people are coming from an honest place here and I, I want to agree in part with this because we are, you know, civilization is forging into unknown territory and CERN itself phrases things in really interesting, uh, intriguing ways. For example, their current run, which is scheduled to run through 2025, uh, is trying to answer several questions. The Times characterized their questions this way. Where did the universe come from? Why is it made of matter rather than antimatter? What is the dark matter that suffuses the cosmos? How does the Higgs particle itself have mass? Before we got to that last sentence, these sounded like space villains. You have seen Stranger Things season four. That's where at least that person has. This is wild. Yeah. I, and of course, we want to visit CERN. I, I would love to check it out. Yeah. My God. But also, I think it'll... Particle. <laughs> Do they give tours? Surely, uh, we, surely you have, to could, have, you have to be credentialed. We could maybe have, have some pull. We could try... Um, yeah. You know, pulling some strings, see if we have any juice at CERN or suction, as they say. But there, there's another bigger thing at play here, which is just in general the concept of reality. I think part, I think that's become an ingredient of the current fear and theories because the idea of multiple realities is increasingly in the zeitgeist, you know, at least in our version of reality. The Mandela effect. Uh, it's something I get questions about increasingly uh, every single month, right? Marvel movies, everything everywhere all at once, which was an awesome, awesome ride. Uh, they explore the idea of multiverses. Various uh, religions have explored concepts like this as well on a spiritual tip. You have to wonder why people are searching for that kind of, it's like the search for uh, the soul, right? The more you learn about the human body, the less likely it seems there is a soul. But the idea that people continue doing that is in a way, it's kind of proof of something like a soul. It makes that search even more compelling and strange. So why are people right now obsessed with multiple universes? Do you guys think it's just that everyone's had a really rough two years? Do you think it's just the Marvel effect? What is it? I think it's always been an interesting plot device. Well, oh, that's a good point. We're reaching critical mass, perhaps. But I mean, yeah, it's a tornado, boys. But I mean, you know, Matt, you're into the Invisibles and a lot of the weirdo kind of, you know, um, kind of alternative comics and stuff. And Ben, I know you are too. We all are. But I mean, that's always been an interesting plot point in, in, you know, books like that. Uh, is, is alternate universes and alternate dimensions and traveling to, you know, places where there's like a bizarro world versions of yourself or hell, even like back to the future. You could consider time travel being like alternate timelines. I think it's just part of our upbringing, you know, pop culturally speaking. 
Well, yeah, and we're simultaneously the most connected we've ever been, and or feel least. like we're the most connected we've ever been to everyone, and the absolute least physically You're connected so right, to anyone. Dude. You're so right. And then when, you know, all this, like, this terrifying stuff is happening around us and on the horizon, it always feels like something new and awful is on the way that just kind of piles on top of the last thing. It's just the, our anxiety is at maximum right now, I think. Yeah. The motto of the year 2022 is simply, what now? You know what I mean? Like, I, every time you read the news, you have the what now moment. Every every time I cross the street and talk to the creepy guy in the sewer, who is, again, my only source of news, it's a what now situation. And people are, I, I think, of course, news is incentivized in many ways to be negative, which I think is a woeful miscalculation. But um, because of that paradoxical connection you're talking about, Matt, people are more aware of things they ordinarily would not have been cognizant of, right? So they're seeing more bad news. It's not necessarily true that more bad things are happening. It's just that the average person is more likely to be informed about them. And that's, that's a good thing overall, but then it also creates all kinds of feedback loops, all kinds of um, increasingly extremist beliefs, arguments, and viewpoints. Uh, I don't know. I think humans know so very little about the nature of reality that it would be somewhat arrogant to say this is the only one, wouldn't it? You would just, what are you going off? Vibes? You going off vibes? And you're like, ah, eh, I think this is it. This is the one. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder to go and rent vibes, if you can, on the streaming service of your choice. Have you still not seen it, Matt? <laughs> nope. Are it's you? Are you? Banger, the, you're the odd man out here. I think Ben and I both. Ben, you've been screaming its praises for years, and I finally watched it, and uh, I, I found it to be quite a romp and and very uh, relevant to just about everything we talk about on this show. No, you're right. Jeff Goldblum calls it uh, the reason he wakes up and acts. <laughs> In another timeline, that's what he calls it. There we go. <laughs> this is like the new rhetorical device we're going to use. But at this point. You know, because this brings up so many questions, some of which people can't answer, similar to uh, Blake Lemoyne's conversations about Lambda and the nature of sentience and the soul. Since it brings up these unanswerable questions, we would love your perspective on the idea of a multiverse, like a multiversal structure of reality, parallel worlds, timelines. Can they be disrupted? Uh, a la that community episode, which is still great actually uh let us know is that the one with the pizza yes the, yeah yeah oh, and we got one. we got memed on that one so uh thanks uh holly <laughs> on on here's where it gets crazy uh what do you think is up with the assassination of former prime minister abe in japan and what are your tips for summoning bigfoot uh we are all ears and we can't wait to hear from you we try to be easy to find online this is true. You can find this online. We are Conspiracy Stuff on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us at Conspiracy Stuff Show. Um, there are also other ways to reach out to us uh, through the void of, of time and space and, and uh, excluding the Internet even. You can give us a telephone call. That's right. That's right. Send your voice across the expanse and into our ears. Just dial 1-833-STD-WYTK. When you call in... First thing, first thing you do, 
tell us what your name is. That just makes it easier for us to log the call. Uh, please give yourself a nickname so it's not your real name, if possible, unless you really feel adamant that you gotta put your name in there. You've got three minutes, say whatever you'd like. Do include at the end of that message whether or not we can use your name and message on the air. And if you don't like using the phone, it's okay, we get it. You can instead send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.